are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show. I am your host, Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast, a Columbia College student studying radio and voiceover, and a human being. That's my identity right now. Literally human. <laughs> like a little bit of yoga news. What's going on in the world of yoga? What's going on with my personal journey? Of course, Yoga Hills special guest coming on. I'm very excited for this guest today. And also the weekly wellness challenge, last week's challenge, this week's challenge. Yeah get into it but before we really get into it let's center ourselves whether you're at a park sitting on a bench on your couch sitting at work i mean it's the weekend or you're listening to this on apple or spotify at your own leisure maybe you're in the car Uh, wherever you are let's find our center Bring awareness to your body, to your toes, your ankles, your calves, your knees, your quads, your back, your shoulders, your tummy, your neck, your eyes, your tongue. Really honing in on all the five senses all the five senses what do you smell what do you feel what do you hear what do you taste it's funny as i said each body part i felt a feeling in that particular body part (laughs) and it's just like i wasn't paying attention to it before but i am now (laughs) so yeah sitting up nice and tall on your sit bones or standing or laying long, whatever your posture is right now, that is fine and that is acceptable. Roll your shoulders up and back to open up your heart. Relax your eyebrows, relax your jaw. If it's safe, close your eyes. Take a deep inhale through your nose and hold at the top. And then exhale through your nose and hold at the bottom. Take a deep inhale and fill your belly up. And then exhale to deflate your belly. Take a few deep cleansing breaths at your own pace and just keep breathing. Just keep focusing on your breath, focusing on that prana, prana translating to breath as in the breath of life or our energy source. I declare centeredness. (laughs) Now let's get on with the show, Yoga News! Trigger warning, I will be discussing a missing persons case. 
Yoga news. Southern California woman disappeared during yoga retreat in Guatemala weeks ago, family says. Nancy Ng, a 29-year-old from Los Angeles, was on a yoga retreat in Mexico and she departed from the group and went off with a friend to go kayaking in a lake and the friend said that she got out and went swimming and then drowned after that but they haven't found her body she's just missing they've searched 95% of the lake and um, it's not looking so good the family believes it's a possibility she could still be alive there's a little bit of weirdness going on with the story because the witnesses reported her missing like 24 hours from the incident and it just took a long time it seemed like they were taking a really long time to report what was happening to the family so it it's all very unfortunate um my heart really goes out to her and her family i hope that she's still alive that would be ideal (laughs) um best case scenario she uh what even is the best case scenario it all sucks no matter what because even if she is alive then she's stuck somewhere some in a dangerous situation most likely there was a video of her soon before she went missing where she was waving and smiling as she was kayaking in the lake so it's just really unfortunate I hope that there's more answers that come out soon. I can't imagine how daunting this must be for her family. Like, she could still be alive, but she's probably not. Officials are assuming that she just drowned, and that's what the witness was saying. So the family was saying that the witnesses aren't cooperating, though. So they just feel like there's something strange going on I hope not hopefully in in, in a perfect world again she would just be found alive and healthy and okay we are living in this world and this world is imperfect Mm, that's arguable why do bad things happen to good people (laughs) you know sometimes it is like that sometimes people have so much ahead of them but then in a second it's all gone and they are excited about life and they do want to be here and they would give anything for another breath of life but then it's all gone and why why is it like that I don't know sometimes maybe it's just random maybe it's just meant to be why do we get so much mercy when we do so many reckless things that could take us out but they don't we don't get taken out by all the reckless things that we do it's mercy but we're not always guaranteed that though so it's it's scary 
it's scary and it's confusing and I have questions <laughs> it's always a discussion that I come back to over and over again as tragedies like this happen and just giving gratitude and giving thanks for my own life and where I'm at right now because it's like man this could all be taken from me any moment yeah it's not to be taken for granted but I still want to go on a yoga retreat I hate that this happened but I don't blame yoga retreats I don't blame yoga I don't blame Mexico or Guatemala or I don't know what happened honestly there just needs to be more information to come out but like there's really nothing to blame we take risks we do things sometimes and then sometimes the risks just don't work out and sometimes it's life altering or life changing and, and that's just the world that's just how it is but it's important to not I guess that's why I've learned it's important to not get too attached to, to the good things or even the bad things. Just let it pass you by. A lot of times this life, life is out of our control. Yet we create it at the same time, but we can't really control it. We could just stay at the center of it all. Yeah, I, I honestly wanted to go on a yoga retreat teacher training either a training or just a retreat in general because it just looks like a really good time you're in a place with beautiful nature practicing yoga and just enjoying life and being in the moment being present just that sounds great to me <laughs> sign me up and I didn't end up doing it internationally because I couldn't get my passport situation together in enough time. And then also my dad and, and my family in general, they were a little bit hesitant about me going on a trip like that, just not knowing anybody, if that makes sense. Because mind you, I was finding these retreats online so it's like, this is just some random, like, what if it's a scam? What if you get there and they're weirdos or, you know, I guess that could happen. That, that very well is possible. So, but I know that at my yoga studio, there's a lot of teachers that are involved in retreats. So now that I know them and <laughs> your girl is finna be graduating, I would definitely use them as a resource to be like, hey, I want to go on a retreat and go to one of those since I know them. And it, it would be just a little bit more comfortable, not as sketchy, because booking stuff online can be sketchy sometimes. The internet is sketchy. But in person, being in person with people, it's just you trust them more. You trust people more when <laughs> they're physically there with you. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, that's unfortunate. Um, I, like I said, best case scenario, she's found and healthy and safe and okay. But I don't know. On to my personal yoga journey. All about my personal journey with yoga. What's going on this week? Before my Wednesday class, I was 
in bed and I honestly was in bed to the last moment like I I just was like you know contemplating like I just want to stay out of bed I really had to activate my willpower and my will to live in order to get out of the bed I don't know if it was the lack of sunshine or why I was just like I could just sleep I was like I gotta get up and I gotta go like I just there is no other option there is no so I pushed myself to do it and of course I did it and it was a great class and I absolutely had no regrets at all it was an amazing class and I was also glad that I went to my Wednesday class because I had another yoga instructor infiltrate my class now I'm joking <laughs> no seriously though he's an he's an instructor and he came to my class and he was like oh yeah I teach it Uh, at the gym too and he just was deciding to go to all the classes was really glad to have him because I did not nail anybody down for my interview but when he came to class I was like look at that I have somebody to interview (laughs) you will hear from him in the yoga hills so yeah and this would be a good time to segue my way into the interview like oh look at that transition but no i'm chaotic i'm not doing that there was another point or another thing i was going to talk about in my personal journey oh yeah 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 the other day when i was feeling super low energy i had saw this girl on social media saying like she did hundreds like a hundred and seven or a hundred and eight I can't remember the exact number but she did a hundred and something sun salutations all at once you know and then I was like and, and I was just reading through why she did it and I felt like that was interesting and something that I should do but that's kind of like a marathon so I was like maybe I should work towards it so that night I went home and I did 20 sun salutations or maybe like a little bit more than that I low-key lost count but definitely more than 20 just to see how it feels like okay let me just see how it feels if I up the amount that I do because you know normally when I practice I might do a couple a few I do five total you know what I'm saying yeah I, I went home and I experimented I was like, let me just do this much because I was feeling so ugh that day just so not so low energy so stagnant so stuck so unproductive like I'm really not getting anything done so I was like let me just go home and do this to build up some heat to build up some fire in me so I did about 20 of them of course some of them I modified I did different versions added something took something out or not really or just did did a modified version of more of a restful sequence and then other times I'm going to put all my effort into this and do more so it just depended but I was really focused on syncing my breath with the movements and I did notice some things and I made slight tweaks as I was the redoing the sequence 
it was just creating whole different feelings it was interesting i was like okay i'm gonna work toward the hundred something not now i'm not gonna bust out and just do 100 sun salutations tomorrow tonight next week maybe not even next month but something to work towards like again it's kind of like a marathon almost like <laughs> but i was like let me start with a number that's more accessible and realistic and that feels good to me so i was like i'm gonna go with this number i've never done that many all at once within the same day it took me about an hour hour and a half I don't know it took me a minute that's the yoga news that's my personal journey yoga heals this week's guest Michael Sakim. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right I should have asked him how but it's Michael <laughs> and he's actually the one that came to my yoga class so his mission is to cultivate yoga awareness and breath consciousness for men men in particular everyone but this is his specialty and rightfully so because there is a lack of men doing yoga and there's more and more over time but it's been something associated with women but it's like everybody needs yoga not just women it's not just about being all flexible and whatever so anyways let's get on with the interview when did you start practicing yoga and why and why do you still practice today? I started literally when I was 12 years old. And it was because I was curious. I'm always curious. I've always been curious. And I used to get up around, well, always get, get up around 530 to use the bathroom. And at the time, my mom was a lawyer, but like at a new law firm. And so she heard like yoga and like working out early in the morning was, was really good, you know, for the endorphins, get you up, get you ready and focus. And so she was doing, you know, she was doing that, doing, uh, I think buns of steel and all that stuff was out, you know, so she did that. Uh, of course I didn't snatch those tapes, but, uh, but I did see her doing this, you know, crossing her legs. And she was like, now that I know it's like a warrior two or something like that. I'm like, what is that? And so I went and got the tape and it was, it uh, turned out to be Rodney Yee, who is somebody that you could look up on Instagram. Uh, sorry, you know, I'm not trying to give out uh, free publicity, but, uh, but yeah. So I took that tape and I watched it for about a year and that changed my life because at first I was just like, what is this? What is she doing? And I was always high energy growing up. And so it's still to this day. And so it helped me to like balance myself. And all he did really is just talk about breath. So that brought me all the way up till now. I, I lost lost it between 13, like 14, 13, 14, all the way up to about like 25. But before I went, went back into yoga, I was into Tai Chi and Qigong and I had gotten into a car accident. So all these things plus yoga coming in my life and then me being certified at tw like 26, 27, it brought me to where I am now. And I use it daily and I, and I help other people, you know, make this a part of their life. Not like they got to break out of yoga mat, mat all the time. They can just breathe. And so it's brought me to here from, from 12 years old. So why do you still practice today? Oh, because it brings me, it brings me 
peace. It gives me a space where if I have to get out my emotions that are not necessarily, you know, verbal, yoga gives me a, a lot of that. Especially when you, you know, go into like the eight limbs, it's it's a lot of it's meaty. And so it's things that you you can focus on, not just the poses, but uh, I do focus on harder poses, things I have to really center myself. Like today, I got some footage of me doing a headstand without hands. I finally got that, but I had my heels like kind of on the window, no uh, mirror. So, so yeah, I used to do those a lot. So, yeah. Yes, I I was definitely Instagram stalking you. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have, you have to. So where else do you teach at besides L.A. Fitness? Uh, So I teach at Studio Yogi, uh, which is at 1840 East 71st Street, and it's in South Shore. It's a new establishment. It's been there about nine months. Um, And I also teach at Blue Lotus, which is on 63rd or uh, 816 East 63rd Street. That's 63rd in our cottage. Yeah. And for myself, but Studio Yogi gets a lot of my time because uh, like I love their vision. I love Julia's uh, message. Julia Perkins is the owner. Yeah. She just she wants to bring community in. And so I've I've always been like that. And it's kind of a dream, not kind of, but it's a dream come true to work there. And I know just some beautiful things are coming out and will come out uh, more going forward. So. So, yeah, those are the two places I teach at mostly. But. I do teach men's yoga with uh, with someone else, but it's not through a studio. It's through uh, Blue Door Neighborhood Center. Wait, there it's like a class specifically for men? Yes. So it started off with uh, a colleague of mine, Dr. Obari Cartman, and I met him through some people, and he was saying he needed some men's yoga. He, th- he thought that men would need yoga. He's a therapist. He would do like drum circles and then he would talk afterwards. But he was like, what if we could have yoga and then the drumming and then the, the circle, men's circle? And I thought that would be, I was like, I'll be a part of that. And that went on for like three years until we made it, um, we made it into like a co-ed situation. And then we moved on from that and started doing yoga with Blue Door Neighborhood Center, which is Blue, Car- Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So it's just an initiative. It's a, we go there and offer services of, you know, yoga and breath work. And then they're free to, you know, shop with, with a blue door about any medical services that they need. So, but now men's group is at Studio Yogi now on, uh, on Sunday. And now it's just family yoga with blue door. So that's what I do. So that's, it's always a like four or five month initiative. And then we break and then we always come back you know, in the spring. So yeah. that is so amazing and beautiful. Thank you for sharing with me about your journey and yeah. also part of your mission. I've never been to a Southside yoga studio. <laughs> so I'm like, it was really hard to find. So you really brought up to me comedic yoga. Do you still, first of all, what is comedic yoga for? us new people and people that just don't know about it at all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So comedic yoga is really a term that's used to specifically point to that region in Africa as the center where information was like widely dispersed and 
the reliefs on the walls have been seen to, to hold words, but if they're pictographed. You see Rahotep, it's a couple of black black men that have went over there and found like to to really get into it to the point where they were able to decipher what was on the walls. Of course, researchers that have already studied studied the hieroglyphs, as they're called, which we call metuneter, they studied those and have found that it was healing properties, some actual, some moves, which turned out to be yoga, which we know today India has gotten through, through the beliefs as well and things that we have, you know, people don't see on a regular. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of hidden information. But comedic yoga itself is on the, the basis of those reliefs. On the reliefs, you, you could see like a shoulder stand, a plow, you know, head over. Um, but also around that pose are words and pictographs of like, you know, high, higher energy or like cultivating higher principles. And so it's always been a part of society is breath work and, and yoga. Only thing about comedic yoga, though, is also the spinal, like the breath in the spine are like big. So you got the caduceus, which is the spine, the wings. You always see somebody with wings with a disc around their head, right? That's the energy that you get from doing that pose or focusing in on that, ener that, that energetic release. And over time, you're supposed to visualize those things as well, an aura. It's like a, a aura you know, uh, a hot aura, a moon aura. It depends on what you what the purpose is. That's what really yoga I've seen is. It's a spiritual practice and spirit being breath. It's not the spiritual, spiritual world that, you know, today where it's like, you know, you're right. I'm wrong. You know, I, my, my spirit stuff is better than yours. It's not that it's, it's purely your connection with yourself and your breath and all the motions that come through that. And uh, instead of going off into whatever's in your mind, that you arise straight, straight up to the top and allow all things that are in this body to kind of like a tourist, like come in and go out. But to be clear is like and, and use the body as a, a, a tool is a big thing of uh, comedic yoga. We, all, we call it a menta. It's, it's like nirvana where it's a, it's a space inside you. You know, that you can go like a headquarters to, to recharge. Smitawi is a different system. And that consists of five phases. Comedic yoga consists of comedic yoga, which is the reliefs. And then the yoga skills, which Yasir also uh, created. That is also, that's more the yoga flow, like the comedic yoga flow. So it's more so like Ashtanga, uh, Hatha kind of base. But in the way of 90 degree angles. And so 90 degree angles are everywhere that we look, right? So it's, it's all about strengthening the spine and finding the connection through from the feet all the way up to the head. So, so yeah, so we usually hold poses. Anything else you would like to know? What really is the difference between comedic yoga and I guess traditional? Traditional yoga? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. what we know that is traditional. Just speaking about, I don't, I don't think it's a, a a right and wrong way. It is a touchy subject, and I know I'm smiling and I'm like blasting through. The difference from me now, this is my opinion, right? And also, I've heard 
you know, my teachers say as well, is that the difference is we truly focus in on the breathing. We, we cut out a nice portion of the class, which not, you know, it, it, people, people gravitate to it because they need it. You know, um, sometimes people are coming to yoga to like work out and with comedic yoga and even the Smaitawi yoga, um, which people also call Egyptian yoga, it's not a workout. It's a, it's a spirit release. So we use our breath to release any tension in the body and make the body, uh, bring the body from stiffness to being subtle, uh, subtle. So it's like, you know, soft, but strong inside. And that's not going to, you're not going to come from a stressful situation, a stressful job, life, whatever it is, and then work out and not really breathe, but you're like just getting in the poses and then it's that's supposed to be a release. Now, this is like a, a, a practice that has to be done with breath. It's not a lifting weights where you could hold your breath. No, this is, you have to breathe. And the better you breathe, the stronger at first, the more you release, and then the stronger you get doing things that require your whole strength or your whole focus. Some is like balance, you know, and so uh, comedic yoga is really focused in on getting you to breathe from the diaphragm. So diaphragmatic breathing is like the core. Um, even Smaitawi, is, it's a symbol on uh, the walls of uh, what's called Egypt, I guess, but Kemet. And it's two men, they're brothers, and it's set in Horus. And set in Horus weren't like actual, actual people. Th these are energies that we use to depict something that goes on with us. So telling a story, pictograph is a better way of telling stories. You're, you're uh, also speaking to the person through their eyes, their, their vision. And then, of course, reading the, the, script, the, the script on the wall. But the script is not even words. It's also pictures. So, but you're understanding them once you know what the, what, what they mean. And that is, that also transforms the person because it becomes, it becomes them. Habetic yoga is a little bit deeper than most of the, you know, the yogas out there because it's not a uh, Indian, Indian yoga, if I could say that, you know, yes, it's big on the, the words, the syllables, those have a big meaning, right? Um, but this, the spiritual aspect of it, yoga was never really spiritual for for uh, India. It was about uh, being like a gymnast or like being flexible. That was the main purpose. And that's what you see. It's like, you know, people who were in the gym, uh, not gym, but um, like uh, gymnasts, like from young and always flexible. It, it was a way to keep them flexible and not it get stiff and all that stuff. So it was a big way of keeping them in shape. But the spiritual aspect of it was never really accepted by India. Only, only the outside, only the uh, exoteric version, looking good, doing, doing like wild poses and holding yourself up and stuff like that. Uh, that was a, that was a big thing. And it still is. You can see it now. It's a, it's a big thing in yoga. Um, but the spiritual aspect, not so much, even though we know India today as a spiritual is a, you go through the, you know, mantras and different things that, uh, that, that are in it, but yoga, that's not yoga. That's not the yoga. That's, that's something else. Yoga is its own thing. And it's, and it's about twisting, twisting it all up. But of course you need focus to do all those things, but what is it to the person that 
as has never been athletic, why why can't they do it as well? Which it should be for those who cannot, not for those who can. It's not so that's what comedic yoga really shares. So it's a little it's and then I'm not it's not like a comparison like like I do vinyasa. I did vinyasa the other day. Every everything is, I, I use everything. Not all the time. I use comedic yoga a lot. Um, Smaitawi a lot. Yeah, I love Ashtanga. Ashtanga is one of my favorite. It's a lot of poses in Ashtanga that are really low and like you got to really get in there and twist. And so that's in a nutshell. I know I'm missing some things, but Smaitawi is also uh, in five phases. I won't go through all of them, but the first one is time before creation. And so it's put you in the mindset of like, I'm creating something. I'm not just here to uh, sweat, do like eight chaturangas, you know? It's actually like a system that you eventually stand up and you eventually go into a, di- a different part of your, your body. It's not, it's not like, you know, we're doing a sun salutation, A or B. It's like, it's some information behind it. And what I teach outside to anybody watching this is like 25% of, both of the systems. Uh, I don't say much at all because then I would have to explain. And then, you know, somebody had an issue about what I said, you know, that might take away from just instruction. So I don't say much. From what you described, I see a lot of parallels between Indian and Egyptian. And I guess it kind of does depend on the practitioner and like what they're practicing for if they're truly experiencing this spirituality that people experience with yoga that people deserve to experience with yoga but i do understand that in yoga the origins of it i remember you saying this i also remember learning it was to train the military and like you said even for gymnasts or people that can do it while Yoga in Egypt was just a spiritual practice for the well-being of the practitioner. It was levels to it. It was it was it was also like taught. It, it's basically to have a better society. That's why I have the the jet pillar on my mm-hmm. logo. Is that's the spine, and that's also uh, um, that's also about community as well. As we have to be stacked up, we have to be straight, straight up and, Mm -hmm. you know, and organized. When you were describing the spine, it kind of reminded me of chakras. It is. All of it was working together. All that information is working together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I guess I kind of understood a little bit, (laughs) but definitely, I guess the main thing is really just the history of the two. I probably did assume or think like, okay, any person in India that's practicing yoga is probably spiritual about it to some mm-hmm. certain degree, but maybe not, you know? Yeah, to certain, everybody, we are spiritual beings. So to a certain degree, it is. But when the goal is to bend the body out of shape, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's for people who like, that's that's their goal. But for those who like say, like say, we had like a, a young young man, uh, maybe he's had some injuries, maybe he's a football player, but he needs to stay loose because if he doesn't, he's not going to be able to play what he likes to play. He's not going to be able to mm-hmm. do what he do. 
on that level, he can use yoga to uh, in the breathing process and it's some some dietary, not diet, but uh, some changes that need to be happening. So inflammation can let you get into spots that you cannot get into. But the yoga could be used physically like that. But maybe also he has some emotional stuff that he's dealing with, maybe at home, maybe, you know, maybe growing up, you know, the girlfriend or something or like date, dating or, you know, the process of growing up. You know, everybody's felt it going from like 15 to like 20. It's like this change is like click. And you like sometimes you're irritated. Sometimes you're like, I don't know what's going on. You know, you're trying to figure out the emotions that are going through you and all that. It helps with that. It helps that breathing and yoga. That's why when I I got it at 12, uh, I still when I got a chance was breathing like the guy showed me on the on the VHS, but it wasn't until I was 26 that, uh, or earlier than that, that I learned how to deep abdominal breathe. Just it just it just depends. It really just depends on, like you said, the person what they're what they're in yoga for, and it doesn't matter. It, you you can have all those array of understandings for for yoga, but for some people, they do need it to. And not, not so much needed, but it's a it's a, a good service uh, to have a good skill to have to know how to affect yourself and, and get get focused, even when it's a lot going on to relaxing because you can't even go to sleep because you got all these thoughts going. But to do box breathing and dirt, different breathing techniques. Yeah, you'll go you go to sleep right away. It really does depend on the the person practicing like what their goals are but like I again I found that so many people have different reasons and stories about why they get into yoga but then it like kind of generally comes out to be the same thing like we have all these different backgrounds but then we're like then I just found myself along the journey I really, I really want to share a story and it's going to make sense because I did it from Columbia you're at Columbia right mm-hmm I was in the music department and uh, Ilya Livingston, he probably is still there. I went to Columbia College or I graduated from Columbia College. I'm alumni, basically. Music composition. And I really focused on the screen before they had the program. As soon as they had the program, I was like graduating. So I never did my my master's there. I should have did my master's there, but you know, whatever. But I went to L.A. for a uh, internship, a film scoring internship. And there, that's when I found breathing. So I asked a friend. It was when I did the classes. It was like, you know, uh, the guy from Lost. Uh, I think I forgot his name, the composer. He came in and uh, talked with us. Uh, we had lunch a couple of times at like 20th Century Fox Um it was just like a lot of, lot of like pressure and stuff like that. And I wasn't really spiritually, like physically, I, you know, you can hold that, that, that face, you know, you can hold, hold that poker face and, but you might be tripping out like, damn, am I going to do some right stuff? Am I going to be able to put what I feel or take what I get off the cues? Cause there were like five cues that we had to like, look at create music through, um, uh, music notation on the uh, on the, the computer. Maybe it was a five week program. I was there maybe that week, the first week, and I knew immediately I was going to struggle because when I go back home, I'm like tripping out, like dang, like how am I going to get? I'm going to look at this movie. It was like we're doing, we're cutting um 
Pancho Villa is himself with Antonio Banderas. And I had watched the movie. So that was like a plus for me. So I knew where, like where the movie was coming from. So I was like, okay, but there's no music there. So they had us with uh, cues, but we could only look at them at the thing, at the, uh, at the internship. So I watched the movie a couple of times and it just, I was like, I'm missing something. I asked a friend back here in Chicago, like, could you send me, you know, I knew they had like DVDs on Tai Chi and Qigong and I had already been doing Qigong. Oh yeah, Qigong and Tai Chi, but Tai Chi in uh, Chinatown. So I had already been doing that. That was helping, but I needed something else. It was like something missing. And I was sent a video uh, of a guy named Dr. Asar, uh, Asar Hapi. And he lives here in Oakland and he's a doctor. He's a psychologist, um, uh, hypnotherapist, a couple other things I'm not mentioning, but he really works on breath work. He was on the video and he had this like hour and a half video where he was talking about how the important, how it's so important to breathe from the diaphragm. It's different ways of breathing, but diaphragmatic breathing is like really cleansing to the body. So once I got that, I was like, dang, I need to do this like every morning. It's just everything clicked like, okay, I'm going to just do this the whole time. The first couple of days, I felt so different. Like it felt like something popped in my head where I was able to breathe and like think clearer too. So that's when it, that's when it clicked for me. That's honestly when it clicked for me. And I didn't stop until I met the guy probably in 2020. And when from 2007, when I learned, when I first got the, the video, to 2020 and um he was like you know he told me like man you're you're like a monk like you you really like <laughs> grabbed it for yourself like you like it wasn't like too much i had to be taught like just if it was basic but it was the basics that really brought me to where i am now i was good enough breathing yeah. yeah. is important that is why this is called the perfect prana show. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful name, by the way. This is this is nice. Breathing is powerful. It, it's like, how else do we live? If we're not breathing, then we're not living. So respiratory system is the most important. Yeah. So it's like the most important. Without it, yeah, you don't, but we haven't. Every micro uh, microorganism breathe in, in a way, even if they don't have lungs per se, like, you know, human lungs, it's a breath that it, it's a, it's a vibration that goes through them, electricity, that it's a breath as well. So I have routines and um, initiatives to get, you know, youth and adults in a good, in a good headspace, unless they're dealing with something that's a little bit more deeper. And that's a lot in yoga. I find that it's a little deeper, you know, in terms of maybe diet or uh, maybe needing herbal treatment, whatever it is, you know, it's a holistic, this is a holistic practice. So by itself, it's nothing. I like to talk to and, and teach beginners because they think that they, they give up, they give up right away. Don't give up, just stay there. And hopefully you've picked a class. If not, you know, pick my class, but if you pick the class that they take their time, I have a friend, Brandon Zinn, he's, he's phenomenal. He has slow flow. I've seen people that like are really tight and they, or they like kind of nervous. You can say, you know, ship the eye, like, like, Oh, what are we going to do? And then he just like disarms them. And sometimes I'm really good at disarming people as well in terms of like, just 
Just don't don't worry about it. And that's the start. So when you see somebody there on headstand and their feet are like on their, t- on their, on their temple and stuff, it took time to get, get to that point. And sometimes people have done, like I said earlier, gymnastics where they've had to sit in poses and they're like, you know, maybe resting on the ground, like maybe like a, a really deep camel. But, you know, they're really trying to get their elbows to the ground and all that stuff. That takes time. So, so yeah. Definitely see all these people doing all these amazing postures and I see it, but I, like, I don't see all the hours that they put in to get to that point. So Correct. that's raw. <laughs> oh, that's, def- that's definitely raw. You know, as raw as it is to, you know, do hand handstands into your, you know, the webs of your hands are like hurting. So you like, you gotta, you know, you gotta get like a kind of like a little twist in your wrist. Like it's, it is raw. Mm-hmm. You can't push yourself. It's not like a, like, I got to get this hands handstand. You don't have to get it, but enjoy the journey to get it. You know, maybe you got to do better pushups or better like workouts on your chest, you know, especially as a thing guy, I have to really like work on my upper body. Um, and I do through yoga, but I have to really like do calisthenics and, you know, um, you know, hold my body, you know, all that good stuff. So spoken, enjoy the process. I say it's not about the the destination it's in the journey (laughs) no again it's a cliche for a reason it's a cliche for reasons it's so a lot of this stuff is so simple Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's effective and i know people like oh you only do yoga or yoga is not the cure but like i'm just a messenger it works for me of course the music side of me is definitely being mad you know meshed together um to, to bring something out, but I, it, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, doing is it's, uh, it's, it's coming, but I, you know, I'm not here to like only make a name and there's no clout involved. I just want to get to the young men and the young women that were my age that didn't have, or don't have parents that are into anything, you know, they, they just at work, you know, and they just, they, all they know is like what they can get in their hand but they don't know about a sacrifice to, you know, instead of let the TV watch you and you like, just let this thing blur at you. Instead, maybe read and maybe go into something that helps you to like understand yourself more. You know, it's not, you know, this is, I don't see it as a religion either. Don't let the world get you, get you too caught up. Okay. But thank you so much for Coming on to the Perfect Prana show, I'm really glad to have you here and kind of introduce comedic yoga to us. Just talk about your own practice and your mission. I'm glad that you could share. Before we hang up, mm-hmm. can you lead us through a pranayama? We just do a, a perfect box on the Perfect Prana show. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we'll hold, but... we'll hold at the bottom. So we're inhaling okay, four. Okay, yeah. Hold four. Exhale four. Hold four on the exhale, and we'll inhale after that. And it'll okay. be four. All right? All right. Take two, take two breaths of just a preparation. All right? Inhale. Expand the diaphragm right uh, behind the belly button, and exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Now take a deep inhale, one, two, 
Three, take sips out of your inhale, expanding the belly and hold for one. And exhale, four, three, two, one. Pull the belly back towards the spine and inhale. One, here we go. Two, three, four, and hold for two. One, and exhale, four, three, two, one, and hold for four, three, two, one, and inhale, one, two. Take your time. Three, four, and hold. Close your eyes as well for four, three, two, one, and exhale. Four, three, two, one, and hold for four, three, two, one, and inhale. One, two, let's do one more. Three, four, I skipped a number, and hold for five, four, three, two, let the feeling of tension come up and then exhale five, four, three, pull the belly all the way in and hold your breath and take a big inhale. Hold and just exhale. Let all the energy that has come up drain down towards the feet. Allow yourself to feel heavy and strong. Thank you. I absolutely love your cues. What I was going to ask you was, how would you in the class? Because normally I say, you know, may the divinity in me bow to the divinity of, in you or something along the lines and namaste. How would you end it if you're teaching comedic yoga? Uh, I've, I've made it, uh, I've made it my own. Um, I'm told, so there's, there is, um, a comedic way to end. And it's, it's also chanting. Everybody has their different ones, but it's more so for like, like the spirit, mind and body, whether you're studying Metunate or whatever it is, you, you can have, it's not mantra in, in comedic yoga. It's called a Hakau, H-E-K-A-U. And, um, so those are meditations, um, uh, that, that we do. Um, but what I say in my classes is um, may this practice give us a better perspective of ourselves and each other. And then I have people come from their forehead down to the chest. And, and I say, may this practice instill and give us a better heart for ourselves and each other. So, so it's, which in comedic yoga and Kemet, everything was around the sun disc, the forehead and the heart. So, yeah. Okay. Well, then to that, I will say, may this conversation give us a better perspective and understanding of ourselves. And each other. <laughs> and each other. Yes. Weekly Wellness Challenge. I challenged you all to spread the love, to give compliment, a compliment, affirmation, validation, confirmation to somebody outside of yourself. It's great to do it inward, but it's also very important to do outward. And I had a very lengthy discussion about this with my dad, and I'm glad that we did. And I feel valid in pursuing this challenge. And it's not just a challenge for a week, but it's just a way of life to practice seeing the light in people, even when it's hard. Sometimes we do, we have to dig into our compassion and our empathy to see the light in people and to see that you're enough and you're valid as a human as you are and 
you know you're doing your best like some everybody needs that everybody needs to be validated and to be built up and to be loved (laughs) not just by themselves but by others as well you know it's it's a perfect mixture of everything of everybody like we have to love each other we have to love ourselves vice versa versa vice all that (laughs) how did that go it went interesting because I noticed that okay it's easy to do it for these people but what about people that it's not as easy to do it for and like man I really don't have anything nice to say about this person at all and that's like really messed up like in my head I can't think of anything to validate them on or like they're just completely wrong they're this they're that but then again I had this conversation with my dad and I dug deeper into into our connectedness into being a human being and just like man that's valid that's enough like to even say that I'm glad that you're here to give somebody gratitude to say like hey I'm glad that you're here because if somebody's here then they're doing a great job because they could be (laughs) not here. They could make the choice to be not here and not present and not alive. They can make the choice to stop breathing. But the fact that they are getting up to live another day and to just be on this earth, that is an amazing, that's amazing. That's enough and you're perfectly valid for that and I'm thankful for everybody that is here their light might not be shining in my face but it can it can in the future as long as they keep living because every day is another chance to do something different and to change so they might be down now but In the future, they might be completely different people, and um, they just need to know that they're loved and valid as they are now, and that this is the way of life, to just be compassionate for everybody. Because there was points in my life where I was struggling and I wasn't doing my best, and I might have appeared to be a hot mess to everybody, but I still deserve to be loved and validated then. It's not like, you know, just because you're not being the most productive or getting the most done or just because you're missing out on something or dropping the ball on this or you don't know who you are, you don't know your path, that doesn't mean that you should just stop being alive. Like, no, (laughs) because that'll change. What you know, what you learn, that changes growth happens at our own pace but we have to stay alive to keep growing and that's the point this week's weekly wellness challenge i will be performing surya namaskara sun salutation at least five times a day and probably my additional practice 
at least five times since you know I'm trade I'm training for my sun salutation marathon basically <laughs> of doing a hundred so yeah that's gonna be this week's weekly challenge feel free to join me feel free to meet yourself where you're at in your practice though because it's a lot <laughs> sun salutation it is bow down to the sun in the morning so that's a good time to practice it but I practice it whenever and again I probably do about maybe I do five a day or maybe if in my own regular practice I might do five but sometimes I might only do three or like two to three and just do my other practice but I still this is always the go-to it's like the basics of a, a vinyasa class, a good flow. It keeps you flowing through each movement, sinking each movement with the breath. Once I started to understand the sequence and why we breathe in at certain times and why we exhale at certain times, I was like, ah, oh, this just, it makes sense. Upping my stamina, so increasing it to five or more i might add on more if that feels too easy as time goes by but yeah i'm training <laughs> to do way more than five and way more than 20 so yeah honestly i was so sore the next day after doing the 20. basically sun salutation it's 12 poses the sequence of it starts with putting your hands into the air, exhaling to fold forward, inhaling to half lift, lengthen your spine, lifting your heart halfway, exhaling to step back into a high plank position and lower down with control, inhaling for a back bend, upward facing dog or cobra, exhaling into downward facing dog, stepping back into forward fold and rising up back with your hands above your head and that is the sequence it's a full body experience for me and i of course modify it and change it depending on where i'm at in the practice or in general and sometimes i do every movement fully sometimes i might do a more restful version so it can't be modified but even just the act of getting up and getting down is really important <laughs> you have to be able to get down to earth but then also to get up to reach your higher self <laughs> there's power in repetition to repetitively do something over and over again that that's where the growth is that's when you get better and I did notice that as I approached 20 the other day was as I went on I noticed certain things that I was doing and then I made slight adjustments and changes and and it felt better and 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 doing it so many times gave me the chance to 
add those cues and to add those adjustments to where sometimes if I'm just doing something once or twice or whatever, then I feel like, okay, I have no time to add the adjustments that I need. It's, it's going to take me more than one try, more than two tries, more than three. Like, you know, that's how life is. It's going to take me a lot of tries. So I like to keep coming back to it and just do things a little bit differently every time. Duff. So that's the challenge this week. Maybe I'll challenge myself to be more active and present on social media, but um, I don't know. I've been in my consumer era, not in my creator, my creator era. I'm probably going to put out an extended version. So if you're listening on the radio and you're like, uh, it's missing something, then there's probably an extended version out. Catch me on Apple and Spotify and Saturdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. and 9 a.m. on 88.1 FM WCRX. If you want to keep up with me on Instagram at Consistently Kaya, consistently spelled with a K, Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H, I am going to end out with a quote. This quote, it kind of ties into what I was talking about with my guest, discussing comedic yoga Egypt versus India and then also just ties into um to being more compassionate understanding of people and also recognizing people (laughs) recognizing humans this is the quote that I found and The oneness of human beings is the basic ethical thread that holds us together, Muhammad Yunus. Muhammad Yunus is a Nobel Peace Prize winner and economist, entrepreneur. You know, he's just really rich and really smart, basically. And he says, the oneness of human beings is the basic ethical thread that holds us together the fact that we are human beings holds us together we all live on this earth under the same sky with the same sun the same moon drinking the same water (laughs) more or less (laughs) and there's one truth that affects us all whether we know it or not So it's interesting to study different cultures and to look at different practices and see the parallels between them and realizing, man, this is all from one source, from one truth. And no matter where you are in the world, what culture you're a part of, there are some objective truths is that we need to breathe we need to move that we are living and we will pass on and there could be other truths that I didn't name but those are all true to me and they're true across cultures <laughs> and, and each culture has its own or should have its own practices to 
live, breathe, move, and so on. So that also goes into compassion. Just again, having compassion for people and recognizing, hey, you're human and that's valid and that's enough. I'm human and that's valid and that's enough. You know, even if you can't see my light, the light is still there. It's just, there's a lot of darkness in the world. And sometimes that clouds us, but that's okay because we still deserve to be here and we should give each other gratitude for being here. So (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in to the Perfect Prana show another week with you guys. I'm so blessed to be here with you all. And I constantly say that. I say that almost like every yoga class. Like, yeah, this is, I'm blessed. I'm very much blessed. And sometimes I might take that for granted or forget it. But coming, I have to come back to the center, rein it all in, and just count my blessings. Because, yeah. With that being said, may the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.